Yo, I got Kim with me. I'm very, 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 very excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Kim met a long time ago. But before we do all that, welcome to the Wake Up Warrior podcast. I'm Joe. I'm with Kim. We have an interesting episode for you today. But before we get ready, I'd like Kim. Kim, can you just introduce yourself to the people for me? Hey, what's up, everybody? First of all, thank you, Joe, for having me. I'm so excited. Of course, lady. Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, hell yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Um, so my name is Kim. I am a mom of three. I work in marketing. Um, I have a little kind of cool podcast thing going on with my homegirl Mia called This Is Thirties. Um, so it's not little. It's not Don't little. let nobody <laughs> fool you. It is a podcast. This is Thirties. This is with her homie. Tell us a little bit about the podcast. So This Is Thirties is basically a podcast uh, all about living, loving, and learning in your thirties. So Mia mm. is uh, a friend from college. College and just kind of spend our time interviewing and talking through just the transition from your 20s to your 30s. Like we're, you know, free and, uh, you know, living life, dating, working, professional. We're both women of color. So kind of how we navigate the world. Um, mm. So on three seasons now, I think it's been two years. So we're we're doing Ooh. good. <laughs> I hope I get there. I hope I get there. My little podcast is watching yours like, we want to be like you one day. You'll get there. Uh, and then also, she's the leader of the Hot Mom Gang. <laughs> yes, Hot Mom. Tell us about the HMG, what you're trying to do and what it is. Yeah, so Hot Mom Gang actually was created uh, with my, also my college friend and my sorority sister, Natasha. Um, Both moms of, of obviously, of kids. She has two under two. I have three. And we just created Hot Mom Gang as a way to, like, remind moms that they're still hot. And that they can, you know, whether it's your physical health, your mental health, just staying and understanding. Yeah. Hey, physical health, mental health, but just staying on top of the things that make you whole. Like you're not just a mom. Just because you become a mom doesn't mean that's all that you are. So uh, I can already tell this is going to be the one because you are you just segued for me. I didn't have to segue. (laughs) You did it for me because today we're going to talk about. How moms and dads respectively feel like they have kids and then like the, the bringing sexy back, the, you know, I'm a person of myself, the, you know, like we were amazing creatures before our kids. We're still amazing creatures after. Um, but give me a little bit more. So like pre kid Kim. So the PKK, (laughs) give me a little bit of, tell me a little bit of, it sounds like obviously. You had an interesting college experience. You were in a sorority. Tell me a little bit about pre-kid Kim. Um, You know what's funny is that hearing that question and I'm just thinking of kind of who I am as the journey through motherhood and before, Mm. I actually feel like... It's almost like you forget. Well, I forgot a little bit and I... Yo, I'm telling you. And I actually... It's like it's like it... It's almost like it didn't. Ha- it's like it's another world, another life. It's a whole other life, and I would argue that I feel like I pour into myself way better now than I did mm. then. Oh, that's great! Right? Like I love to hear. So, like I do. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I want to hear more about that. Go ahead. So, I, I guess it's because pre kid Kim had a lot of free time. And Mm. I didn't really, I don't know that I had or had identified purpose yet. I don't know Mm -hmm. that I really had. And I don't think kids brought that necessarily. I think it was like an age thing, right? Like I was in my like early 20s when I started having kids. So I don't think I like really knew my head from my ass, like forgive my French, but that I, that's where I was. But I just did whatever I want. I went wherever I want. I ate whatever I want. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a time restriction on anything. I didn't have to think about anybody else other than myself. So there was mm. a level of freedom. Um, it was like Narnia. It was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, and it's funny. Like, I went out all night. Like, I... Yeah whenever i wanted like yeah 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 you didn't have nobody to answer to nobody, nobody was looking for you it was like narnia i'm telling you so yeah th- so at what age did you have the first um it's your son correct yes yep yep so, at what age how old how old were you 22 then? i turned 22 and i had him um i had my daughter <laughs> about three years later 
Okay. And then a very long pause. And I yes. have a one-year-old now. Pause. <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 So definitely a, uh, you, you will be parenting in many genres, <laughs> Seriously? right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pre, pre-gram and post-gram, okay, right? Like literally. <laughs> yeah, no, that is funny though. So, okay. So right when you had your son, I guess, obviously some of those things changed. Yeah. How did life change? And then what did you feel as far as like who a mom should be? How did it look then? And how does it look now? Ooh, that's so good. So when I had my son, I was married and Mm. we had very different ideas on what parenthood is and what partnership is. So talk to your partner about that. Listen, I'm not telling you, I'm just saying anyone listening, if you are single, I feel like that's gotta be, that's a conversation I didn't have that. Like it, I feel like that's a conversation we have to have. What does parenting look like for you? Mm -hmm. That's a question, right? Like, like that's just a very valid date i mean even a dating question especially now that i have kids like what does parenting look like to you it's huge it's a great question it's a question i didn't know to ask i i think i was at the age where i just assumed we were on the same page and yeah of course like we got married so of course everything else must be like together right yeah so okay so you guys thought the parent a little bit differently okay and i thought that a mom was supposed to be someone who just did all of the things for everyone in the house mm. and provide. Ain't that some bullshit? Listen, right? <laughs> well, and it's like I think it was a combination of like there was an expectation there to do that. I didn't really mm. know anything else. So I was like, okay, but I really struggled with like. Who am I now? Am I just a mom? Mm. Like I felt very lonely. I felt very like resentful. I felt very lost. Um, and then I had my daughter and it was just like this, it kind of all came to a head where I was like, yeah, no, I can't live like this. Like I'm more than just a parent. And I don't know, like, I feel like maybe that's from a women's perspective. So I'd love to hear what it was like for you when you had your daughter, you know, as a father, how, like, what did you feel you had to do? Was there that pressure there? Ooh, uh, so, yeah. So first off, I want to backpedal and say that the idea that mom is supposed to do everything is only bullshit if it is assumed without a conversation. Oh, I like that. Right. Because some people, some moms believe, hey, it is on me. Some dads it, are OK with that. And they take on some other responsibilities. And in their relationship, that works really well. Yeah, I think. The assumption that it's all put on mom without the conversation that mom is okay with that is bullshit. Just want to make that super clear. Now, now, honestly, <laughs> when when I found out about Ava, it wasn't. I mean, we weren't married. We were like dating ish, and it was very uh, to me. It's odd, man. Like I was kind of stoked. I had someone in my corner who. Um, like really helped me out. My, one of my first calls, my buddy Shane, shout out to you, Shane. Um, he was like, the first thing I was like, yo, you know, we just found out, you know, and the first thing out of his mouth was congratulations, you're going to be a dad. Mm, I love And And uh, it was like, oh shit, like <laughs> I always wanted to be a dad. Yeah. Now the opportunity is here. <laughs> and I mean, it just, he could have, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he, he was the one for sure that really guided the next steps for me. But yeah, for me, it was like, okay, I mean, I was in a, I was, I was just not in the rightest way. I would say like pre Ava, mm-hmm. pre kid Joe, <laughs> paycheck to paycheck, re- I mean, out and about acting a fool. <laughs> like, I mean, just, I mean, so many adjectives that are not great. <laughs> And it was very sobering. Mm. It was like, you're now responsible for this other human. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, her my her, her mom and I were going to try it. So it was like, in my mind, these two other humans. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it immediately mm-hmm. for me, it was like, it was just very sobering. Yeah. Like, look at your life. How is this going to be helpful being responsible for someone else. And for me, I mean, I have a tattoo that kind of talks about how she was the catalyst for a lot of positive change. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a hundred percent. Like I grew up almost instantly and probably 
too much to where like I had this picture of what like a dad was supposed to be without really checking in with myself enough mm-hmm. to see if that was really okay with me. Ooh. And I think in some cases, uh, like in the relationship piece for sure, I was giving up more of me because I wanted to be the dad. So I was losing Joe, but was chasing this idea of dad slash partner um, and definitely lost, not lost, but was confronted with the idea that this is not all me. Mm-hmm. So when you were having that situation where your daughter's born mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, <laughs> this ain't it. How did you go about it? Was there a conversation? Was it just a self-realization? How did you react to that new information? Um. Well, and I think in my situation, I the, the relationship piece for me was divorce, right? Like we just were not, and this was outside of just the whole journey to self, but it it just was not, we were not meant to be together whatsoever. And we realized like, Hey, we're two different people. This is not going to work. And so I think that combined with that feeling of losing sight of who I am and trying to figure out, you know, I think you kind of hit it on the head of like, this is the goal of like who I feel like a father or a parent is supposed to be. And then how do I reconcile that with who I am? And I think so often we don't have a conversation in in parenthood about the balance of, I have this new responsibility. I have this, you know, this important life in my hands that I, that I need to influence and mold and be there for and allow to. And we want to do all that shit at one time. Like, Ask me now, like it <laughs> molding and influence and listen to me and oh, you're a human now. Yes, like, and we we come, but still raise your hand and ask to go to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> and we come face to face with like how our childhood. I mean, there's so many factors, oh. and there's no like pause of like, okay, how do I balance this newfound responsibility with mm. staying true to myself? Because I personally believe, especially now in my thirties. <laughs> but I believe that the best thing I can do for my children is be true to myself. Obviously still be responsible parent and you know, be mm-hmm. plugged in and make sure that I'm not, you know, screwing them up for the rest of their lives. But I am the first. We're going to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. No matter, I mean, they're screwed up no matter what. It's just the level, right? Like, I don't want them yeah, to have a exactly. shit ton of therapy, but like a little yeah. bit here and there is okay. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> we facts. Got, they got to have personality, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but the, like, I am the one of the first people in their lives to show them what living their truth looks like and what living mm. and following their dreams looks like. And if I am telling them to go out into the world and be unafraid and be authentic and be all of these things and I'm not doing that first of all if they're my kids they're gonna call bullshit right like I already know my job is like bullshit (laughs) but how can I show them how to be their best selves if I'm not being my best self and at least I mean I think even a bet like for me an adjective is like the striving to be your best self. Yes. It's not necessary. So first I think, you know, the best self is always elusive just because as soon as you get to one level, the, <laughs> you the new best self, oh shit, there's another one, right? Like, but then, uh, the, the, the idea that we're striving, cause it's always, it's not always going to be gravy. Yeah. So it's not always going to be good, but this idea that we're consistently moving to better ourselves and, you know, those around us and stuff like that. I, I re- that, yo, you said like, I've told the story many a time where like I was sitting at my desk, I was looking at my life and Ava hadn't been born yet. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to tell my kid to go follow her dreams. I'm at this job, bro. Yeah. She's going to look at me and be like, what do you even know, bro? Like, let me educate you, homie, <laughs> because you don't, you don't know it. Yeah. Um, no, I, that hits home for me because I think as people, I mean, I, you said it without saying it, like, we have to model it. Yeah. Like we could say it to a blue in the face. And I remember hearing all the time, do as I say, not as I do. And it's like, but why? Yeah. You showing me. Yes. Like your words I hear, but I'm gonna follow what I see. And if you think about it, that's how the model is set up because Mm -hmm. our kids follow us by sight before they ever can even understand the words we're saying. Absolutely. Why wouldn't we then, why would we then expect them to follow 
our words when they've been following our actions since day one. Absolutely. Like that don't even, it just doesn't make sense. And we're of the generation, I feel like, you know, we're this generation of like, but why? You're not doing it. Like we're very inquisitive. And I feel oh. like we're really that first generation of like, we'll pause. Like, how does this add up? Versus I feel like my parents' generation was very like, we did what we had to do to survive. We did mm-hmm. what we had to do to provide for you. That we didn't have time for dreams. We didn't have time for that. Love, shit, right? You like, got to eat, don't right? you? <laughs> and- you love the food? Do you love the electricity? <laughs> Okay. Can't you love the house? Okay, then. I, I love, love your my ass. children. I pay the yeah, bills, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. no, I just wanted you to talk to me, right? Like, so. <laughs> Can you hold my hand and give me a hug, please? And, like, it sounds corny, but it was, like, real. <laughs> like, I just wanted a hug. I just wanted what? a hug. Exactly. So, it's, like. I think we go into it with this whole like, all right, how can I, I don't want my kids to look at me the way I look at my elders while I'm appreciative. Mm. I also know that there's dreams that my mom didn't follow because she had to provide. There's dreams that my dad didn't follow because he had to take care of his brothers and sisters. And so he went on a different path. And so it's like, I want to be able to show and model to your point. And I love that you said that the striving because we have to be able to communicate to our kids. It isn't all gravy. It's not always going to work out. What are you going to do when that happens? That's just as mm-hmm. important as, well, let me live my truth, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The truth ain't shit. Okay, how are we going to figure it out? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> yeah. Facts. Okay, so you figure it out. You guys divorce. Okay. And then, so then you're back in the dating game then. Ooh. Yeah, that was trash. <laughs> I'm sitting in the I'm sitting at the dump right now. <laughs> Yo, it's, tough. Nah, nah. it's tough dating. It, it, it is. So as, uh, as I, I obviously, I mean, I only have one dad's version of it, but I have the dad's version yeah. of it. Break down what it's like for a single mom to enter the dating game. And I mean, society obviously places different roles, responsibilities on both single parents in general, but also just parents in general. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I have this, I, from hearing people talk, right. Like Mm -hmm. there's this idea that a parent is so much more conservative and like does, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be this example for my kid all the time, but like when it's adult time, it's adult time. And I feel like not enough parents talk about that breakdown at when you first started dating. How did you feel you were supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And then how did that change as the dating continued? Oh, that's such a good question. <clears throat> Your comment actually made me think of that meme. That's like, um, if you've ever partied with a single parent, like, you know, they last all night because they never get out. And so they're like, they're like we're out here. We are doing all of the things. Um, so that was definitely. And, it's, and they last all <laughs> night. And they last all but night. I'm going to tell you the next four days, though. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> laid up. Put uh, on Paw Patrol. Okay. Get some popcorn. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Daddy's tired. No, Facts. You are speaking from experience. No, yeah, yeah. I, put on, hey, put on Supergirl. Let's go. Let's I want to watch it too. <laughs> Dad, you sleeping? No, I'm. Um, um, my eye, my eyes is resting. I can see through them. No, my, kryptonite. Mommy doesn't feel stop. good today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let's cuddle. <laughs> Okay, folks, you're listening to two expert parents right now, okay? We're here. The game the game is here. Right? Because I get out once a year. Okay, <laughs> like, like, no. So dating, Okay, so how did it, how, what was the expectation and how did it change? So for dating, I think it was like I really had to get clear on what I had time for and what I was interested in. And I think in the beginning, when I first started dating, I really wasn't interested in anything serious. Uh, and I think there's this, to your point, a misconception of like, oh, you're a parent, like you must be dating to find a partner with kids and da da da. And there were times where I really wasn't looking for that because I wasn't, I wasn't in the space for that. I didn't want to introduce just anyone to my kids. Um, mm. I'm very protective of them, obviously, yeah. especially with that. But when I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to find someone to do life with, what does that look like? I was very, very private um, with the kids. And, and I would say, obviously, 
I communicated that I was a mom. You could tell that I'm a mom. You know, I'm not, I don't hide yeah, for that. Sure. Can't miss it. You can't miss it. Hot mom gang. You can't miss it. Mm, um, hot mom gang. <laughs> but I was definitely very like, not everyone met them. And I wouldn't even say that I had like a time frame. Like you hear people like, oh, three months, six months, whatever. It was more of, can I see a future with you? Do I feel like this is going to work? And even through my dating, I think my kids only met like two people. And one of mm-hmm. those is my current partner now that I have hey. another kid with. So, um, right down through the fire hey. to the limit. To the- but, oh, man, made it. Because I think it's important for you to see <clears throat> how someone you're dating interacts with your kids. Like, I do oh, think for sure. that's huge, right? And you need to see like that vibe. But, I'll be real. If you don't pass the Ava test, Ooh, you out. You out. I can't. I can't. And I'm that not is a sure. big difference when you're a parent with dating. Is like that your friends, your friends could be like, oh yeah, whatever. But if your kid is like, nah, I'm good, you out. <laughs> out, out. It is so bad. <laughs> it is so like, mm, uh, oh, oh. Did you see something? You must have. You, you still good. So if you saw something, like I'm damaged. Yeah. So if I didn't see it, that makes sense. But if you didn't, yeah. Well, it's because kids are very, yeah. they're, they're, they know, they can tell. So I think that was it. Like really, just trying to be very clear about my intentions. And I definitely had those like questions in the back of my mind when I was dating somebody. Like, what does your future look like? Do you want more kids? Do you like kids? You know, what if your kid is gay? Do you have a problem with that? Like little things that I was looking out for before they even made it that far because I want. It's like, it's like love is blind, but we in person. Yes. 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 It's like we in the pods. (laughs) And I got this list of questions (laughs) to see if you're ready. Let me take my notes. Yeah. But are you ready for tribute? It's like Hunger Games meets the pods. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you? No, that would be it. No, but really, that <laughs> that would that that's how it really feel me. Can I imagine? I'm living it. What are you well, talking about? And 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 I know that you are a busy man, especially mm-hmm. with like all of the things you have going on. Like, there's something we said about dating a parent. It's like my time is like uber valuable, <laughs> right? Ooh, and I know your time is valuable. I can just tell, like, not you in particular, right. but, like, the person I'm dating. Right. Like, I can tell when I go to schedule a date and I, like, have timelines for the date if you're serious about your time or not. Because, like, oh, what? bro, I'm telling you, this ain't for you. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I got this window. Yeah. I can put you in this window. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. No. It's just the rest of the time is already long. Right. And I would love to see you. Right. But if it's going to happen... And, and it, hey, let me give you some other times that might be. It's almost like scheduling this podcast. Absolutely. Hey, let me give you some other times that might work and are, are available. Huh? Mondays and Wednesdays, good. Okay, exactly. You good? You good? You good? Okay, but 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 this time, okay, cool. All right. It's true. See, please give me ample notice if you have the cancer. Yeah, yeah. So something else can fill that time <laughs> because I guess yo because something will. Yes. Uh, you know, I definitely hear what you're saying with that. Like it, it, it's way different. I think prior to Ava, it was like, oh, like, you know, hey, we'll figure it out. And don't get me wrong. I'm still spontaneous in some ways. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think structure takes away the spontaneity. If you have that in you, that's just who you are. I think what uh, I just know and feel is that it's that time is valuable. I, and for me to put the phone away, for me to be completely present it's just going to be that focused time that we have. And some days it may be a whole afternoon or whatever, and we'll just figure it out. Like, we'll figure out what we're going to do, but that time is, you know, ours. Uh, it is very interesting to see people like, oh, maybe. I'm like, okay, bet. Like, you wait for maybe. I'm when you, when hopefully may, the time is available when you figure it out. Cause I figured it out. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, I think when people don't respond and I'm seeing this more and more, it's like, it's almost like a fear. Like, Oh, something else might come along. Cool. Bet. I'm just not waiting. So like, you've already uh, showed me your interest. Yeah. Right. Like you've showed me your interest in that. Like, Oh mate, like do you have something in that time? Cause if you don't, then what's then the it's available? Correct. Yeah. It's Correct. super interesting. And, and again, if it's not available to me, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Let's just be upfront and direct. Let's be about intentional. What's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So. There's definitely Do you a- feel like, 
go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. There's definitely a level no, of... No, there's a level of intentionality no. and purpose, right? Like, I, mm. like, because I only have so much time, if I'm intentionally adding you to my schedule, that means I'm interested, right? That means I want to. And I think as grownups, we want reciprocity, right? So, like, the fact that you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, oh, okay, you're not that interested. Like, that's cool. Now, I, I don't need to save this time for you anymore, right? So as a, a, a from a mom standpoint, did you feel that you could be complete you completely you while dating, or did that take time to get a hold of? Because I guess what I'm seeing sometimes is that like moms uh, hold back a little bit, or don't feel like they can be like you like hot mom game like don't feel like they can be you know things like like adjectives like sexy can be off putting to them. Not even mm-hmm. being called that, but even wanting to be like dressing sexy for like, did you feel any struggle with that? Do you see that with other moms or is that not something that really comes up? No, I think so. I don't think I struggle with that because when I was dating, that was my time <clears throat> to fully embrace like the sexuality, the sensuality of being a Got woman, it. right? Like I. So you were like, you were like, doctor, you were like uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. He was like, mom, peace out. Hey, and then you would be like, hey, hey what's going what's on? What's up? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was a lot easier, I think, then versus. That now. does make sense. So what about now? So now like, it's a little bit harder because. I feel like I'm juggling a lot more. There's a level of mm-hmm. partnership. And so I think I have to be a lot more intentional about like, okay, let me set aside the mom hat and the work hat and the this is 30s hat and put on the sexy partner, you know, get into my skin Um vibe is a little bit more work i think just because there's not those equal sectioned off boundaries right before how do you find like how do you like is it setting aside time like how do you get into for for a mom who's listening who's struggling with that right yeah like oh i'm a really great mom and i'm really (laughs) great at work but like hubs or like just even just for myself like i don't feel like i'm in you know i'm in that like i still got it mode Right. So, like, I feel like I, if, if I'm in that mode, I'm not being a good mom. Like that's something, yes. something I kind of like hear, like, oh, I can't be a good, like, what? I can't believe that you're talking about butt plugs. <laughs> Moms don't do that. Like, no, bro. Like, no, you're- trust me. You know what I mean? So how do you, how, how do you get into that mode? Yeah. Um, yourself. So I think it's two things. Um, one is making sure I'm pouring into myself on a consistent basis, whether that's for me, that's working out, that's being physical, that helps me be comfortable in my skin, that helps my mental health, um, journaling or reading, just finding some time for myself where I can feed all of the sides of me, not just the mom life makes me feel more self-confident. Right. And Mm. I noticed like after I had my last child which was just turned a year old is i hey, sunny. <laughs> um obviously postpartum is like i'm caring for a baby and doing all of those things and so i recognized that i wasn't able to do the things that i was doing before to pour into my self-confidence right like i couldn't work out right away I couldn't really journal because I was exhausted, right? Like, so I think you have to hold yourself with some grace and you have to recognize the things that make you feel whole first. Like I needed to get back to Kim feeling good in Kim's skin before I could then approach my partner and, and really honestly carve out that intentional time of like, all right, the baby's asleep. I'm putting the baby down. I'm going to change into something sexy. I'm going to pour some wine and we're going to talk about our day. Right? Like even something simple. Oh, bad. So just dates at the crib. Dates at the crib. Um, I work from home now, so I'm a little bit more like, okay, let's, let's leave the crib. Like, how can we get out of the yeah, house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. She on the patio, yeah. like, how was your day? Here we this go, is a dope place. We didn't have no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. The service God, here so... sucks, bro. Like, where are oh, they bringing us? Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, he looking at you like, you don't get your ass up and give me a drink. <laughs> exactly. But it's just like, I really, really think that, especially for moms that are struggling, like you really have to figure out a way to feel sexy in your own skin because that is the first step. Once I start started feeling more comfortable and started feeling more whole again and like mm. focused and, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say feel whole once I figured out how to rebalance, like almost like recalibrating, right? Like you rotate the tires. Okay. You got to align the bad boys again and make sure you're driving straight. And so it's like, I knew who I was before I had Sunny and mm. I, I was good, but I had her. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. We got to align again. We got to rebalance. And once I did that, it was much easier for me to not only feel like my partner was like, you're sexy. I love you. Like, I want to do all of the things. You're still amazing to me. All of those things. But that doesn't like, I know, right? Ooh, that doesn't. I'm a dad. I can't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. Um, <clears throat> It, while it's nice, it, it doesn't take the place of me having to find my own confidence. So you make a really good point because I was listening and hearing other people talk about it and was thinking it was a society thing, like the pr the pressure of society, like, oh, a mom is this, a dad is this. Mm -hmm. You're saying from your uh, experience, it's more of a self-confidence thing. Like you have the mom thing figured, yeah. but not I don't want to say loss of a, 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 a part of you, but haven't been able to, as you say, pour into yourself as mm -hmm. much. So you're, uh, like you said, it's the, the maintenance, the personal maintenance isn't kept up as, as much as it needed to be. Yeah. And so what is the change that you've seen since you've kept up with the maintenance, the tires <laughs> and the oil and all that? I feel like a thousand times better. Like, and I, I almost think if, even if you take parenthood out, like just think of all the different hats that you wear throughout your day. If mm. one thing takes mm. over the other and there's not the right, the right kind of balance, not that everything is equal, but the right kind of balance, then everything gets off center and you're leaning too far to the right or too far to the left or whatever the case may be. So once I figured out the balance and held grace for, there are some days where, and some weeks where I am full body mom mode, right? Like everybody's sick or there's shit to do at work. And I just have to lean into that for that week. And then I can recalibrate over the weekend, right? For example, my partner's in the military and he's a firefighter. So he is gone this entire week. Thank you for your service, bud. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. Uh, but he's gone for this whole week. He's on, he's on duty. He has training. And so I'm solo dolo with three kids. And so I'm doing my best to ensure that I'm still carving out time for myself, waking up a little earlier to make sure I have that time. But I know, and I set the expectation that this week is like hard body. I got to be on it. I'm house and mom all week. He gets back on Friday. What am I doing Friday night? I already got plans. If you don't take these damn kids. <laughs> I'm out, right? Like I am out, bro, right? So literally he flies back in, I think Friday afternoon. And I was like, by the way, I'm going to happy hour with the girls. I need a break. I want to get dressed. I want to put on my makeup, do my hair, look good, get lotion up. And I want to go out and feel good with my friends, I will see you Friday night slash Saturday morning. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> but to that, I'll see you when I see you. See you. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> I'll wake you up when I get home, but I'm out. <laughs> Five. Oh, get her. Get her. Okay. So it sounds like you've obviously found it for you. Was it, was it hard to speak up about that? Absolutely. Or like, what? okay. Yeah. Can you navigate or kind of help someone who is struggling with that? Not just the conversation, but even just the internal dialogue of like, it's okay to pour into you. It does. It doesn't take away from the kids. How did that go? Th both those conversations. And I think I'll reference your comment about society too. I think society paints this picture that you're supposed to be all about your kids. And Fast. as a parent, especially as a mom, you're supposed to be all about your family. You're just nonsense. All of yeah, just crap. Like I, I <clears> love <throat> my kids, and it's also like peace out. Like I'm a whole person besides just your mama. Um, I was mm -hmm. here first, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You could be here after, but I was here, here but first. I was here first. Um, I was me before you was you. How about that? 
exactly. I'm going to use that one. Um, I think it was really hard for me because it required me to be vulnerable and it made me feel like I somehow wasn't enough that I needed a break or that I like even that, like I need a break from being a parent and being a mom. So I'm obviously not a good mom. Right. Um, and so it really took me getting to like a breaking point of like, I can't do it all. And I want to like hurl everything at everyone in my house. Cause I'm tired of doing it all. Like it really took me getting to the point of like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Mommy's going out. You guys will be fine. Like, goodbye. Um, and then sitting down and having a conversation with my partner of like, hey, like, I'm not doing, I'm, I can't do this at all. And I don't want to. And it really took a lot because I felt weak. And I felt like somehow this was all my responsibility and I was failing at it. And it's so funny because I'm not that person like I'm really not that person I and I really think it's a lot of like that programming just like overrides like all of that you see it all the time yeah. I mean the beavers right like <laughs> leave it the beaver that fam like all the families that we saw growing yeah. up right that's how it was and that's what the expectation yeah. was I would like to say guys dads you know people with penises if you're partner is in a situation like this make sure you hear them when yeah. they speak about this because for us in particular it is very accepted that we can take the four, you know, the, the four hours in the week to go to the gym, yeah. the four hours on a Saturday to go play golf. And, you know, if mom says that she needs a little bit of time just to go walk, you know, it's almost like this idea of like, whoa, whoa, whoa you need a break. <laughs> right. And and maybe not from you right. particularly, but that's how she could be feeling because that's what the world is telling her on a regular basis. So make sure if she finds the courage right in some Ooh, cases yeah. once you're i mean to, to speak up and say i need help that takes courage yeah regardless right it's not a weak thing to say i need help um if she doesn't make sure your ears are wide open yeah. because it it sounds like homie understood oh, he's yeah. getting the kids on friday he was like God, come on now hey your mama got that face get over here bro get in the car because she's gonna hit me before she hit you they're gonna send her to jail for you cheap they don't think I deserved it. Get in the car. Stop it. Back. Right? So it sounds like he understood it, but make sure that as, you know, now I will say there are some society things that as guys, like, you know, we maybe we shouldn't say or do as dads, but moms have the racket here. I mean, it's definitely significantly more difficult for a mom and uh, in all ways, only because they're fighting a narrative they didn't create mm -hmm. and a lot of them still don't want. Mm hmm um, and aren't living, right? Yeah. Like there are very few stay at home mom onlys. Yeah. And even those moms, right? And I, I, I will speak out of turn because I feel comfortable doing it. <laughs> even those moms probably need it more because all they know is the kids. All they know, they're not getting any other adult interaction yeah. at all. So if someone, whether, whether it's mom or dad, has the courage to speak up and say, like, yo, I, I just need a little bit of either me time or help or like, can you, don't shut down before you really understand what they're trying to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if I, could, um, if I could, I would say even to like for the dads and, and the, and the men out there, the people with penises, <laughs> um, that I think men are socialized to take up space, right? We live in a society where it's like, go do your thing. You don't have to ask. You shouldn't ask permission. Just get out there. Like, there was no question in my partner's mind that he was going to go leave and go for a run and the baby would be fine. Or I'm going to yeah. go do this and I'll be back later. Or there's no like guilt. There's no like, Not even there's nothing. Bit. Like I'm out, you're here, the baby's good. I'm good. Peace. Right. Um, and I think women, we are very socialized to kind of shrink. Right. Even the most I'm a very loud mouth, like I'm here, you're going to listen to me. I still very much have that like shrinking thing or even just that, like, let me do everything for everybody. I need I need to, to do that. And so I think for men, just understanding that will make it a lot easier, because I think even my partner, while he listened, there was a part of him that was like, OK, we'll just go like 
if you want to go, just go. I, I don't know why you don't just go. And so I think even just understanding that the way that men take up space and women don't always do that, maybe will help that conversation. It's like, it's, for us, it's not that easy to just go, <laughs> right? Like, who's going to do this and who's going to do that? And in order for me to go, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Like, we think very much in the fine print. And I think sometimes men think in big, bold letters, right? And so that hopefully will help drive that conversation. What do you think would be a great uh, way for uh, the guys or the, let's say, more masculine role players? <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> the more masculine role players to uh, to to be proactive in it, right? Not just being able to be like, hey, oh, hey, I need to go out. Okay, yeah, babe, go ahead. Like. I have seen and heard, you know, like, oh, I did ask for it, but then the guilt's still there that, you know, mom or the more feminine role player still <laughs> doesn't take that time. How can we be a little bit more proactive in making sure that she takes that time yeah. so that, uh, I love you that. know, it doesn't build up and boil over? Yeah, I love your inclusivity. Um, I think that your partner just wants to be seen. So I think being proactive is to pay attention to all of the things that are happening that maybe you don't see because she's taking care of them and take care of those things will free her up to do X, Y, and Z. Like sometimes just saying go, like go, you should go, I got it. You know, the guilt is still there because she knows when she comes back, there's going to be all of the things that she didn't do because she was away because you maybe don't see it. So I think paying mm. attention, verbalizing that you see what's going on, maybe taking care of some of those things helps your partner feel seen and that will help relax them enough to open the door for you to say, hey, Friday night, go out this Friday night. I'm, you know, I want to take the kids, go do this. Why don't you go do that? Or X, Y, and Z. I think that, because I know that he tried that before too, like, oh, go out. And I was like filled with anxiety of like, okay, yeah, but <laughs> I have to mm. do all of these things when I come back. So it's not really a vacation. I like the take the kids move yeah. because then you can do whatever you, that is small. Oh yeah. He took them to some bounce house shit. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Smart. Super smart. This dude is playing chess. Okay, listen. <laughs> I see it. Bro, I'm taking my notes. Take the kit. Got it. Okay. So let's say, I mean, so I'm not going to put your age out there. I'll let you do that. But at, I mean, you're going to be, Sonny's got 17 years before. Oh, God. Right. Oh, I was oh, talking okay. about this earlier today. <laughs> um, I've been I've been having this conversation with a lot of parents, and I definitely want to. I'm very curious on your standpoint on it. So, um, I don't want to. I hate. I, I usually say first life, second life, but like just to say the different chapters, right? So, chapter one was pre kid Kim when you was out there living the best life. Yeah. But not really, right? <laughs> like that's something that we don't talk. Like, oh, I was living my best life, but you wouldn't go back to that shit. No. So like. Mm, <laughs> Uh, that person didn't know nothing. Okay, cool. And then so that you have kids. And so let's say that's the second chapter. I feel like something that we as parents don't prepare for enough is you're going to have been a parent for, I mean, that's almost 30. I mean, you're going to be a parent forever. Yeah. But like with kids in the house, is that going to be, that's going to be like 35 years, years, right? Yeah. Have you thought about the third chapter of the empty nest and um, ha you have. Oh, oh yeah. I love that. I want to hear about that a little so bit because right now a lot of the uh, a lot of the parents that I work with, right, especially moms, because that's what we said. Just like we just talked about, the roles are a little bit different. Have put so much into the kids that they're coming up on that third chapter where the kids are going to be out, and it's like I don't even know what I do. Right. So like, I don't know who I am because my life has been sports or yeah. school activities or like I have. Our, you know, like we talked about intentional time, my intentional time has been so involved with the kids, mm -hmm. right? I see it where like relationships don't, it's like, oh, we do, we, how do we function without? Yeah. Because we've been, so we've kind of been in it. So have you looked at the third chapter 
Um, what does that look like and what are you building for towards in that third chapter? I am so excited for the third chapter. It's so funny that this is the question because I was just talking. About so first off, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I am glad that you said it that way, because as parents, it's supposed to be like, oh, man, oh no, I'm, I'm so excited. Kid. Yo, I can't. What? what? I got eight years. It might as well be a countdown. <laughs> I know what I'm about to do anyway. <laughs> Um, so although we love our kids, I love the fact that it is okay yeah. that we're looking for a, like, forward. It doesn't mean that we want it to come now. No. I love that you're looking forward to a time where you get to be more about yourself. And because I'll be honest with you, I'm selfish, super selfish. <laughs> I think as a parent, I feel like the, I feel responsibility to be um, selfless in some ways. Yep. But I'm a selfish person. Yeah. So I can't wait to be selfish again, yeah. although right now that's not the priority for me. But I'm sorry to cut no, you no, off. No, no, no. Tell me about the third no, chapter. And it's funny. I feel like I feel like the, we talk about balance. And I think the parents that feel lost when their kids are gone and they've left the nest is the lack of balance, right? And the lack of prioritizing their relationships and their self. And I think you start planning for your third chapter in your second chapter, right? Like mm -hmm. my goal, Preach. <laughs> my goal is number one, to prioritize myself and my relationship and my kids, obviously, but I want to make sure that those two things don't get lost in the shuffle of kids because my kids are not going to be here forever. My partner may not be here forever, but I'm going to be here forever, so. Yeah, I'm gonna be for my forever. Right. I'm gonna be here for every second of my life. Thank you. Where these other people might not. Well, and I and I don't mean that they're gonna pass or anything like that. It's just, no, 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 no. But like, I'm just I'm close. In, yes. It, yeah. I'm in my I, skin for my entire life, and at some gosh. point, my kids have to go live their lives. And if I've raised them well enough, they will, and they will go and explore the world or do whatever the they want to do and have partners and babies and whole lives if that's what they mm. want without you Yo, know loki can't wait to be a granddad i though. freaking can't wait Keep right going. yes going. but i can wait i'm gonna sugar you see this Ava, don't don't rush it <laughs> no, 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 no. i can't wait but i, I can't can and i will Keep going. I can wait, but I'm excited for when it happens, right? Yeah. So, um, what is Kim's third chapter? What is so that? What does that look like? I want to travel. I'm like, mm. I was telling my friend earlier when we were talking about this, like, I never got to do the downtown living. I oh, want to go somewhere. Okay. Because when I was single with just my income and I was not making all that much money, like, if I was single with no kids right now with the income I'm making now, woo! That would be great. Wait That's what minute? I want, right? That's, yeah, just right? living life. Living like, life. So third chapter. Buying six chicken nuggets and only eating four listen, type stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm full. Take it away, right? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I want to travel. I want, like, the downtown high rise. Like, I mm. want, like, the freedom to do whatever mm. I want to do and to... I'm and I say that and I'm also really, really excited. My my eldest son will be 13 in a couple months, two months. Ugh. And um, so if you do the math, you know my age. But mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I'm so excited at the phase of life we're in right now because he's like a little adult and we get to have really cool conversations. And so I'm also excited for the third chapter when my kids are grownups and we get to yeah. have new ways of bonding and connecting and I get to be a mentor more than a mom necessarily. Yeah, it's like right? a guy, it's like a it's almost I mean I'm okay saying like it's a friend it's more it's of a friendship. friendship. Yeah. It it's 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 less guidance more friendship yes, at that point. Because that's yeah. the relationship I have now with my mom, right? Like, especially in mm. college and through, like, she's always my mom. Every now and then she pulls the mom card. But for the most part, she is my friend, right? Like, she is like, mm. we, you know, get to talk shit about her grandkids and <laughs> I get to yell at her for sugaring them up. But <laughs> we have a really cool relationship and I'm super excited to have that with my kids while they live their lives and I live my life and we come together and I'm so excited for that. So excited. I'm, I'm like, I'm excited for the downtown living. Yeah. I want to like, have you picked the downtown? No, yet? I don't Let's know. Let's talk about that. The world is my oyster. I don't know. It really <laughs> is. Like I'm, 
what's weird <laughs> is the little bit I know you. Yeah. I'm thinking like Tokyo. Ooh. I like, you know what? Okay. So as much as I am a free spirit, I probably would only move internationally if my kids were coming with me. Like, I know they have their own lives, but I don't want to be that far away. <laughs> bet, 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 bet. We can travel okay. to Tokyo a couple times a year and then come back. Oh, I back. hear you. I hear you. <laughs> okay. But you don't want to be that far. I don't want to be that far. I want to be, you know, I, I, uh, not too far. I'm, I'm still a mommy mom. I'm going to put you in Chicago then. Oh, okay. Me, me, my head? Yeah. Chicago? It's got like that. It's Love a it. dope vibe. The people, it's clean. It's small. It's like a little bit bigger than Tampa, but not New York. Love it. I'm a, it right now, I, if, if I'm, when I'm visiting you guys. Yeah. Chicago. I like that. I like that too. I'm going to add that to the board. And I'm ready for the, what's that? I'm going to add it to the vision board. Have to. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Do it up. <laughs> Yo, Kim, I really appreciate you coming out and kicking it and talking. Um, for moms, dads, uh, people with all type of appendages, <laughs> what would you say uh, is something that we should keep in mind as we continue? Uh-oh. As we continue to parent. I don't know why that shut down, but okay. Um, oh, that's so good. There's so many things. Um, how about this? I'm gonna hopefully, hopefully, oh, go go ahead. You got it? Yeah, find your balance. Okay, okay, and um, show your kids how to do life. Oh, find your balance, show your kids how to do life. So, like modeling, yeah. Yeah. And what about do you think you found the balance? Yeah, because I don't, yes, because I don't think balance, I think balance is a fluid thing. I think it mm. changes and I don't think everything is in perfect balance. You know how they have that quote that's like, relationships aren't always 50-50, sometimes they're 70-30, sometimes it's 100-0. Like, that's what I view balance as. There's sometimes mm. where it's 70-30 and, and you just have to flow with it and course correct and, and go. And I think that being the ability to shift as you need to is such a valuable skill as a parent. Mm, what was the best, what was the best of parenting advice that you got? Um, ooh. a couple, a couple of weird questions just came up. I'm just going to ask them all. So like, get okay. Ready. Um, okay. Okay. So the best parenting advice is, um, everybody screws up their kids. You're going to screw up your kids no matter what. The point is to screw them up as least as possible. <laughs> yeah. And then what was the worst parenting advice you got? Um, when your baby is born, you will just know what to do. And it, I don't think it's true. I think it like sets you up for failure. Okay. To the hot mom gang and yeah. the dangerous dads out there. Hey, oh! Yeah, I just came up with that. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. What would you say as far as uh, personal confidence? What is the thing that we should focus on? And don't just say, oh, like focus on yourself. What is the the spot or spots you feel need the most attention that parenting takes away? Or I'm sorry, like distracts you from? Oh, Oh my God, that's a good one. Um, I'm out here. They, I'm telling you, they just came. It flew. I think yeah, your voice, your own voice, your own voice and your vulnerability. I think sometimes we get caught up in parenting and trying to like do that whole thing that we can lose sight of that voice. Like we get into this program state, right? Like sometimes, for example, you ever hear like, I open my mouth and my dad comes out, right? Or my mom comes mm. out, right? Mm. So, right? Like how often are you like, oh shit, like guy, I remember being told that when I was a kid, right? Um, and I think parenting can distract from that, like pause, reflect, be vulnerable. Like these are little humans too, you know? So yeah, your voice. I love that you say that they're little humans. I feel like there's an interesting ownership that we have over kids because they're little kids. And like, we forget they are just humans. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, 
Um, I haven't done this yet, but I'm open. I'm gonna let you because you are such a. I mean, you again. You got your own podcast. Oh God, your little your own podcast. <laughs> this is thirties leader of the hot mom game. Do you have any questions for me? Um, what do you think? I do actually. What do you think is the most important thing you, as a man, can teach your daughter? Uh, I'm a. I'm gonna give you two, just because the Ooh. first one's kind of easy. Um, the first one is just like, I have to be the man, like I should be a very clear model of the man that she would want to be as a partner, which sounds kind of weird, but also is super accurate. Like, yeah, if I'm a man of integrity, she'll find a man of integrity. Me and her, our relationship is so tight. Mm -hmm. So if I am not someone she can trust, someone she can look to, someone she can count on, then in my vision of it, Mm -hmm. then she'll go and find somebody who doesn't have those things as well. So um, I think to be just a model of the men that uh, of how she should expect men to like, for me personally, I won't hit my daughter. How could I look at her in the face and say, no man should hit you as I was hitting her. So like for me in all aspects, modeling behavior that I expect the young man, or I mean, she says she's going to do so (laughs) the young man that she ends up with Mm -hmm. to have as well. Um, this is not really a dad thing, but maybe just a uh, parent thing. I think also is to make sure she's, and no, this is a, a, a again, the reflection of a man in her life, but heard, understood and acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know, like she has, a, like for me, I think one of the things about raising a young lady in general, so maybe not from a dad's perspective, just a perspective in general is that like her voice matters, even when the world tells her it might not. Mm-hmm. In our house, her voice matters, period. When I'm making a business decision, when we're talking about anything, her voice is important. And I sit and I listen and, and, you know, sometimes she has it. I mean, like, and I don't, you know what I mean? So, like, her voice has been super impactful. But for her to, she feels very confidently right now to speak to adults Mm -hmm. in any, like, in a a respectful but very tactful way. Yeah. and I want that to stay forever because she, these little gremlins ain't going to come around talking crazy to her. That's for sure. <laughs> People constantly say, oh, I got you like, you got your work cut out for you. And I promise you, I do not mm-hmm. because she will take care of that. And not just with partners, but with any relationship, whether yeah. it's a hierarchy of a, a job, whether it's just interpersonal, like she feels her voice should be heard and i think she currently does it in a way that is very respectful but trust me you gonna listen <laughs> i love that that's such a valuable life skill for her good job yeah, yeah. that's excellent uh, well, we're trying we all that's here trying. excellent we all, all right trying. last question because i know we're at time facts <laughs> what but i'm having it's so bedtime it's not even I time know. time i'll talk to you forever it's just bedtime <laughs> Go ahead. what is your favorite part of being a dad? <laughs> Not just a dad, but her dad. Um, <laughs> being heard. Okay, so I'm gonna give you two because you kind of took like you took away what I thought I, what I wanted my answer to be. The first one <laughs> is um, being a dad, bro. My experience with my biological father is not great. Okay, so when I was growing up, I just like it's so crazy i just wanted to be a dad and mm-hmm. marriage was a byproduct of like at the, in my mind it was like i had to get married but, you know i think being the dad that i wish that i had is probably one of my favorite parts <laughs> is like uh, and i tell her all the time like the dad i had is the reason you have the dad that you do right like sometimes mm-hmm. she talks about like some of the things that i experienced growing up and i have to remind her like i'm here because of him you know, one of the things I think the strength that I've taken away from some of those experiences is it made me influence the gener- the next generation a little bit differently and hopefully better. Yeah. And so for me, my favorite part is like when they look at the branch, my branch on the family tree, mm-hmm. shit changed. Mm-hmm. Um, being her dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, the smile. Yeah. Yo, being her dad and on, and I mean, She's just an awesome human, and I'm very, very excited to see 
her be her in the world because I'm telling you, I just feel like we need it. Mm-hmm. Her kindness, her integrity, her creativity, her thoughtfulness, her courage, her strength, like the human that I get to witness on a regular basis, just being a part of that story mm-hmm. is my favorite part when it comes to Ava specifically. I love like that. just, oh man, like I, it's, <laughs> I sit back in awe often. You know, like some of the decisions, the conversations, the honestly, and this is going to sound weird. It may take hard to date because a lot of times I'll be like, my 10 year old gets this shit. <laughs> like, my ten-year-old, like, you know what I mean, like she'll hear someone. This is a true story. And this is like two years ago. This is eight year old Ava. She heard someone honk. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, that's like she knows, obviously, you know, they were pissed or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I think they were, you know, they were pissed. And she was like, Yo, at least they got a car. They could be walking. Like, that's just how her brain works. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, like why would you be upset? You get to ride in the car. That guy's at the bus. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's just levels to this. I um, Listen, we'll talk about that all day. I'm going to let it go. Yo, please tell the people, where can they find you? Because I'm telling you, you want the car ride calls. I'm telling you, you want to see her and the kids popping up. You want to listen to the pot. Where can they find you? Where should they be looking out for you, Miss Kim? So you guys can follow me on Instagram at Kimberly Elise. Um, We can follow the podcast at This Is 30s. And obviously, Hot Mom Gang at Hot Mom Gang. Get your merch if you a hot mom. Or working to be a hot. You're all hot mom. Y'all hot moms. Let's do it. Yeah. Kim, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're listening, please uh, let us leave us a review on whatever application. Please give us a like, a subscribe, a view, a share. Do all of the things. All the things. Uh, because I know y'all love this one. So let's not even act like you come up. <laughs> and if you didn't, just wait for the next episode because hopefully you like that one, bro. Please, please. Don't, don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Please, please don't leave me. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Mm-hmm.